All right, welcome back, mates. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Australian gun laws in today's gun gripe here. This is Barry and Eric again, and uh, of course we have a little series going on with the gun gripes, and one of the most uh, popular requests for gun gripes is Australian gun laws because people complain about how hard it is to legally obtain a uh, pistol or rifle in Australia, and uh, today we're going to try our best to hopefully shed some light on that. Uh, we have gotten a lot of correspondence from folks. Uh, we do have a buddy of ours, John, down in Australia that sent us some uh, gifts that we want to show you, a few odds and ends, and he also sent us uh, copies of some of the basic paperwork you have to fill out. I want to read this letter. We got, we got a box of gifts today from our friend John in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Dear Barry, Eric, and Ray, Tony, Michelle, Mr. Moss, and all the gang, good day, mates. John here from Melbourne, Australia, sending you this letter and gifts. I love all of your YouTube videos and have made to, you have made today. I kindly ask you to make a video YouTube about the different gun laws from Australia to American gun laws. We don't realize, you don't realize just how lucky you are to have constitutional right to keep and bear arms. And here in Australia, we don't have a right. It is a privilege. The gun laws are so frustrating and painful to say the least here down under. The gun laws are very similar to the UK, but at least in Australia, we can take our handguns home. Now, he sent us a lot of gifts in the box, and we're very thankful for him. It took him forever to get here. Probably we're held up in customs. That's right. Um, uh, we're going to show you a couple of the gifts. Of course, he sent us some nice hats here. He sent us a boomerang, which is really cool. Of course, you can't go to Australia without a boomerang. Right. Show the, the hero there. This is uh, uh, hand-painted by the Aborigine. Yep, really cool little uh, boomerang there. Hopefully you can see that in the camera. Nice uh, shot of that. Mm -hmm. He also sent us a traditional Aboriginal instrument called a dingeridoo. A dingeridoo, I mean, these things have been around pretty much forever. Um, I don't know all of the history behind them, but I know the indigenous peoples of Australia, the, the aboriginal people of Australia have been around for thousands of years. Right. They're one of the oldest cultures in the world. He sent us these coffee cups for each and every one of us. We each got a different one. Nice awesome. Little, wonderful gift. Thank you, John. Oh, yes. So thank you, John. We really appreciate that. I mean, we have a lot of, uh, you know, nice, wholesome people all around the world that support us. We get phone calls from Sweden, from Austria, from Switzerland, England, Germany, Russia, Japan, of course Australia. We can't for, uh, forget our Kiwi friends down in New Zealand. We get calls from them. So uh, we do get calls from all over the world. And look, we really appreciate it, people. So again, John, thank you for the gifts. We really appreciate it. So we do want to discuss uh, Australian gun laws. And of course, um, you know, across the board, they appear to be uh, pretty shitty overall because, I mean, the process under which you have to apply for these guns is just extremely crazy. Now John did send us a brief description of each step that you have to go through to acquire a gun. Now what me and Barry want to make clear to you is that getting a, a standard gun in Australia is even scores harder than getting a machine gun here. A lot harder. So the average citizen here can get a machine gun without a horrible amount of difficulty compared to Australia where they have of course very strict gun laws. Now he gave me <clears throat> some pointers in this letter he wrote us about getting the guns. We're going to go over those briefly for you. So, uh, It says uh, you must go through, uh, through six months of probation where you can only shoot an air pistol. Now, after six months of probation uh, is completed, 
uh, then you're allowed to, uh, sh you can't even shoot any kind of gun, 9mm, any kind of a gun, until you go through the six-month probation period. Right. Now on point two, it says you must have a safe. Okay. Mm -hmm. So basically they're saying it has to be a certain weight, has to be bolted down. Basically, just like FFL holders here in the States are, are have to adhere to certain rules for having safes to lock up their guns at night, in Australia, of course, even to own a gun, you have to prove that you can lock it up securely. That's basically what point two is uh, is showing here. It says here, if the safe is not heavier than 300 pounds, it must be bolted to the wall or concrete expansion bolts. Okay. And then, of course, it says point three, let's see, category A and B, long arms license, category A, only rimfire, shotgun, not more than two round magazine, or double barrels. So I'm assuming they have different classes for uh, guns that you're buying. And of course, if you're Australian and you're watching this and you hear us contradict ourselves, or if you hear anything odd, be sure to correct us. We're not experts on this. I mean, hey, we live in America, so we don't have to deal with this stuff. So basically, he goes on to talk about in here how there's certain exemptions, there's certain you know things you have to abide by. It's basically for the category of guns you can buy is a whole lot of red tape. Of course, some automatics in Australia are completely banned, so no AR-15s, no semi-automatics. Okay, it says you must apply, okay, so basically for certain categories of the license that you apply under, you have to either be a member of a shooting club or prove that you have participated in a certain amount of shooting events that would qualify you. Similar to here in the States, in order to buy from the CMP, you have to basically prove that you have, you know, or a member of some sort of uh, certifying affiliate club, okay. So basically, that's what they're saying is you got to be able to prove that you participate in some form of shooting sports sport. and organized sport. That's what they're trying to get rammed down our throats. That's yeah. right, sport. Okay, it says point five, conceal carry. It says in Australia you cannot conceal carry in any state in Australia. Period. You get caught lo uh, carrying a loaded pistol and you are not a security guard, uniformed or covert, you must be on duty and you better get ready for a very long jail term. Okay, point six. You must shoot an IPCSC to keep your handguns at home with a minimal of six competitions a year, four practice shoots, and these must be recorded by yourself and have a range officer sign your attendance. So basically you have to prove that you are actively participating in some form of sport shooting in order to keep your pistols mm -hmm. at home. It says here if you have less than a minimal six competitions in one year you will lose your guns period. And he has that emphasized with exclamation points. Right, so basically they want to make sure you're staying on top of actually attending these shooting sessions, which of course is horse shit. I mean here in the States we just go in our backyard and shoot and it doesn't have to be an organized form of competition or anything like that. I mean, shooting, shooting, but that's not the way they look at it. You have to have some form of, basically what they're trying to do is just make it where it's enough red tape to where it's BS and you won't want to do it. That's what they're basically trying to, at some point, I believe, try to do here, is they want to make it to where it's just such a pain in the ass to get a gun right, you just, that nobody will want to do it. It says here, you can only take your handguns out of your safe to and from the pistol range directly, and it has to be a range approved by the Victoria Police. No detours to the supermarket, McDonald's, etc. You must go straight to the range and straight back. That's right. So no getting out of the car and leaving your guns in the right. car. I mean, like here in the States, of course, you can have anything you want in your car. 
and then do whatever you need to do as long as it's basically your responsibility to make sure your guns are secure. Right. Now here in the States, if a gun is stolen or displaced or whatever, you just have to make a proper police report, you have to report it. Now you can get in trouble here if a gun is stolen and you don't report it. Uh, any gun that is missing from your inventory here in the States must be reported to the police as soon as possible. Right. That's the law. It says you must have your fingerprints taken by the Victorian police at a cost of $137. Point nine, you must do a firearm safety course to show that you are proficient in the use of firearms before applying for your gun license. I think this is a reasonable quest, request and I'm sure you will agree. Nine, I go uh, nine, to a degree, nine. yes. Yeah. It says, point ten, if you own 15 firearms or more as I do, you must have a working security alarm system in your house that complies to Australian standards. This alone can cost up to 2000 Australian dollars. Point 11. The bolts of your rifles, now this is BS, <laughs> the bolts of your rifles must be locked separately to your firearms in a separate room as to the keys to your safe. Ammunition also must be locked separate and in a separate room. So basically again, it's just more red tape to make you defenseless. You know, and I don't agree with that one bit. Um, says point 12. We have the same laws for 10-shot magazines for your handguns as they do in California. So, same thing. All right. Point 13. The Australian government had $160 million, million firearm buyback schemes. So, basically, they're talking about buybacks, which, of course, we know is just another form of backdoor gun registration, okay? You can't have any semi-automatic handgun that has a barrel length of less than 5 inches, 120 centimeters, and 100 centimeters barrel length for revolvers. So basically, no short barrels. So you couldn't have like a two-inch snub-nose revolver. Right. You couldn't have like a little uh, Derringer style 22 or whatever. If he's caught with a folding pocket knife and a waist belt holster, that is considered a weapon. If I get caught with that in the street, I will be charged with carrying a weapon and deemed a prohibited person by the court and kiss my guns and gun licenses goodbye. Yes, that's correct. It's not worth it, period. He got, if he's get caught with a folding knife in the street, he's going to lose all of his privileges on any kind of a weapon. That's Australia for you. It says here, for any other, for handguns other than 9mm 38 357 Magnum, you must shoot in metallic silhouette competition to own anything between like a 40 to a 45, 44 Magnum, etc. So, Basically, what it comes down to is the laws are just bogus. Okay, there's a bunch of horse crap involved in it. So that's really what we want to, you know, get to, through to you guys is that, you know, here in the States, I mean, yeah, we complain about laws and things like that, and we complain about how tough it can be to get guns here, but you look at, like, our Australian neighbors, and, I mean, they've really got it bad, and their government's just gotten it to the point where they're completely out of tune with what the average person wants. And I think if you were to ask the average Australian, what they want for their gun rights or to own guns is that they want to own guns. I mean, I can imagine there are areas in Australia, of course, that are extremely rural. You want to be able to walk out back and shoot game. You want to be able to defend yourself. You don't want to have your hands tied behind your back. No one does. And I think with the modern society that we live in today, there's no excuse for the average common man to not be armed in a manner that is, you know, similar to what the military law enforcement has the ability to do themselves. There's no reason why the military law enforcement should have guns and the regular populace should not. Right. There's just no reason in this society, today's modern world, for that not to be the case.
Well, they want to make it like Eric says, so difficult that you'll give up even wanting a gun. That way, the police and military will have a monopoly on, on guns, and you're at the mercy of anything they want to do to you. That's right. And, you know, if we, we leave you with one thing, we just want you to realize that, you know, we are patriots. We love our country. You know, we respect people from all around the world. We respect your country. We respect your laws. The way I look at things is that no matter where you go in the world, people are people. And I know I say that a lot, but, you know, we have to look out for each other. And it doesn't matter if you're in Australia, if you're in Switzerland, if you're in Germany, it doesn't matter. We all have a responsibility to promote, you know, responsible firearms ownership and responsible firearms laws. And a lot of these rules that these people have to follow that to me are just completely asinine and completely bogus. Mm -hmm. Now here's the actual, you know, instructions for acquiring a handgun in Australia. Look at all those page pages. After page. page after page after page. I mean, this is more than we would have to, to do to get a machine gun. Right. Now that's more. just to uh, acquire a handgun. Now the, here is actual for a firearms license, I guess, to deal in firearms. And of course, I mean, this goes through the police department, page after page after page. They ask you in there if you've ever had a head injury, yeah, I mean, do you have headaches, and then do you have dizziness? You know, and if you check yes, you have to get a doctor's I mean, excuse, apparently. So, we'll leave you with that, and basically, you know, we just want to drive home the fact that, it, you know, it's really difficult to get a gun over there. Uh -huh. We feel for you. You know, I wish it was easier, but unfortunately, you know, hopefully that's something you guys can get worked out, and we can, you know, do what we got to do. Well, John also mentioned that he might be coming to the States here pretty soon and he was going to drop in on us. And he said in his letter, he said, it's a shame that I have to travel halfway around the world just so I can shoot a semi-automatic To be gun. a free man, you have to, you know, right. travel you halfway You have to go to another world. country. I mean, but anyway, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it but, is in you know, Australia. We, we feel for you guys and, you know, we hate that it's such a pain in the butt. But hopefully this will get the word out and hopefully our message will reach the right people and, and maybe, you know, some positive change can be enacted to, to better you know, the positive shooting community in Australia. And, you know, those guys need to be armed. I mean, they're, and a lot of them are in very dangerous areas. I mean, firearms are very important. But you need, so. to, let, you need to realize that uh, um, the laws that they have there are so restrictive. And, but those are, let those serve as examples to us. In the UK, Australia, and places like that, they're so restrictive. We have so much freedom here. I hate to say this, but Americans are kind of spoiled. We yeah. take all this for granted. But it's going to come back and it's going to bite you on the ass one day. And you have examples already that shows you what's going to happen. That's so right. Let's just let's leave with that thought. That's right. And so uh, uh, we'll say good day and, you know, you guys have a good one. Good day now. Good day. God bless y'all.